Welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, a podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Hall. Um, and today, there's no guests. We just have me, Nick, and um, I am Nick. I wasn't <laughs> saying me and Nick. We have me, Nick, and me and Jared. Nick reverting so. to robot mode. I am Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to podcast. Well, we do have a, a bit of a guest. I don't know if you heard uh, in the beginning, but there's some meowing going on. I mean, is that is that is that? Yeah, fair? it's yeah. my kitty cat. Mm. Has she seen the episode? He's very talkative. Or he? Um, he was he was there watching. Yeah, I know it's hard. Most cats are she's. Almost all cats are a she, but this cat is a he. His name is Bert. Yeah, I assume and all cats are And he likes to talk to me at an inappropriate time. <laughs> that is strange how most cats are, are she's. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking him, Bert, is it true? I mean, it's <laughs> good odds for Bert. Am I right? Bert's never met a woman cat except for his mom. So. Wow. Wow. He's yeah. just been secluded his whole life? He's been with male cats. He doesn't go to the cat, oh, okay. cat park? Play with other cats? There should be cat I parks. would love to take him to the cat park, yeah. What? I've seen people walking cats before. That, but I think they need to be trained from an early age. That kind of creeps me out, right? I mean, walking a cat. Really? Why? Walking a cat? It's just not natural. <laughs> it just, it just everybody, <laughs> it just looks odd, feels odd, seems odd. It just, it just, I mean, they're not meant to be walked. They don't, there's no... Right? I'm sorry. You're the cat owner. Why am I? I, I, I don't want to be the authority on cats. I I don't know. I guess if it's giving you that much of a creep out, then I guess it is. You know, stick to your guns. Okay, good. I will. Okay. Um, Nick, you have a transition um, for this, or? Well, only in the sense that we all the same transition we always have, which is, hey, let's take it back to <laughs> to just go to the next part of the show. Yeah. That is a transition, oh, I, I guess, what, technically. I thought that's what you meant. Well, I meant, you know, like in a yeah. suave, really smart, cool way. I mean, I know I put you on the spot, but... There's no other way for Nick to act, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do we have anything else? We have any... Jared, did you bring any topics you wanted to talk about ahead of the... Oh, God. I, I didn't know that was part of what we episode? do. Uh, no, I didn't, but... Um, uh, well, you don't we can talk. To. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> Getting ready for the big old Super okay, Bowl. Well, you guys excited for that? Okay, there's a topic. Huh? No, I'm not really. Not. not really. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, never mind. Who's in the Super Bowl? It's uh, Cincinnati. Uh, is, are the underdogs against the Los Angeles Rams? Um, oh, okay. If you're listening, I'm going with uh, Cincinnati plus four and a half. Maybe waiting for the line to go up a little bit. That's right. I'm now into sports gambling. Uh, I'm a big guy. So when you say Cincinnati plus four and a half, mm-hmm. does that mean Cincinnati wins, but they have four and a half extra players? Uh, it's actually extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on them changing the rules right before the game. Um, points, actually. Points. So they, uh, as long as they um, don't lose by more than four, um, I'm good. What, how much money have you put into this venture? Well, you know, it varies. I mean, I usually only bet like, you know, 10 or 15 a bet. But uh, 
I've been, you know, I'm like, I'm like, t- like almost three hundred bucks on the green at this point. So can't wait to blow it all. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. I famous last words. I'm so sure by the next all. pod, I'll be fucked selling everything I own. Um, am I betting it all? No, no. I think that'd be that'd be rash. That'd be that'd be that wouldn't be a good move. That wouldn't be wise. I, I, I'm gonna try. I feel like the better the, the key thing to betting is sticking to small amounts, trying to put the you know small amounts on large odds so you can have big winnings kind of like creating like little lottery tickets if you think of it that way like if i only bet 10 but i stand to win 100 i could do that enough times and eventually win 100 but it's you get fucked okay, when you I think i'm gonna question. please all right so my moral question is let's say you buy someone a scratcher ticket as a gift mm, i do that a lot molly 50, loves them. yes if they win like fifty thousand dollars do you think you're owed some of that money <laughs> you know i i Quite the contrary. I, I feel very strongly that you are owed zero dollars. You've lost it. You've given the gift. That's the whole point of the gift. If the person wins on a gift, I mean, it would be reprehensible, I would think, to ask for some of the total. That's the whole point. Reprehensible. Well, it's just, wow. well, if you're talking big money and, you know, I mean, I just think it's a shame if that happens. What do you think, Nick? Um, I don't think you're required to, but I think most people probably would. Give somebody a little bit of the Kick of the winning ten percent or something, like yeah, a manager. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, yeah, like a manager. Right. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, managers, p- people in show business have managers. There it is. <laughs> it's so much better when it's natural. I know. I know a certain show that aired October twenty third, nineteen ninety, and it was episode five of season two of Kids in the Hall. So let's go back to that. To then when number one on the charts in the U.S. I Don't Have the Heart by James Ingram, a man I've never heard of, James Ingram. He had a number one hit in the U.S. with I Don't Have the Heart. I'm on board with everything you're saying. Never heard of him, but I trust you on all that information. The song seems number one, nice. Um, number one at the box office was uh, Graveyard Shift, a Stephen King adaptation. Wow. I haven't seen it, but I'd like to. Is anybody in it? Sounds that? interesting. Um, starring David Andrews, Kelly Wolf, Stephen Mocked, so no, oh, and so Brad no. Dorf. Brad, Brad Dorf. Why do you keep so, saying Brad yeah, Dorf? What, what is, who's Brad Dorf? Uh, you'd recognize him. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's then. I guess I do know him. <laughs> He's in Deadwood. Uh, oh, really? Oh, I love Deadwood. I'm sure I would then. Dune, Blue Velvet. Uh, okay, but number one in charts in Canada, something happens on the way to the forum. To what? Yeah, this is Phil Collins' song. Something happened on the way to heaven. That's what it is. Oh, uh, another Phil Collins song. Good God! And hey, now Phil this Collins. This, I mean, how this, many years? The same one we, the same one we had last week. And oh. hey, now the stage is appropriately set. Right? I mean, you had no commentary on like any of that. I... I'm sorry. I sometimes the music part of this session kind of uh, makes me zone out a little bit because <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I mean, um, if you're zoning out, what chance do the listeners have? <laughs> sure, I pity our listeners. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry you're listening to this. <laughs> well, let's watch a little bit of this first sketch from episode five of season two called "The Jury." Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let's get this one going. Now remember, when I put you on that stand, look in my eyes. Always... The jury. 
Jerry, what's wrong? It's made up entirely of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> when they were selected, didn't you think to ask, were you ever fucked over by the accused? Um, yeah, I was, I was surprised that they chose to make this a uh, little blackout sketch, a little cold, cold open blackout sketch. It could have been, I feel like this was a premise that could have been a full on, uh, a full sketch. Honestly, I'm just glad it is short. I think that, you know, mm -hmm. short and sweet leaves you wanting more. I think it's one of their more traditional blackouts that they have had at the beginning of an episode ever. And that's true. It's funny. It's I also, you know, we've been talking about fashion on here. The fashion reveal of the woman who's suing him for being an asshole. <laughs> she looks great. She's like smoking <laughs> in, in the courtroom. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, she has like a Thelma and Louise her. like uh, like headscarf look going on, right? Yes, yes, there yes, she is. yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, very funny. I, I I actually, it's funny you guys both say blackout, not to you know hem and haw uh, over you know these details that no one cares about, but I technically don't think it's a blackout, and I actually kind of picked up on thinking, you know, wow, this is interesting that it's one of their first sketches that is not a blackout. It, it's kind of a just a short sketch where they have a few beats in it and i kind of normally i hate that when a sketch is like two beats instead of either a full sketch or a blackout but i thought this worked perfectly i thought the length was was actually i don't know notable and that i hadn't really seen anything from them that was this length um that really worked i don't know i thought it was because it's not just a setup and joke right like it's like it feels like several beats would you guys I guess yeah, so. yeah yeah i, I mean it's i guess longer the, than usual the second beat would be uh it's like a mini the, sketch uh, or something. That the, uh, like the second beat would be that the person that <laughs> he's, that is on the witness stand, I guess she's the... Yeah, like what, what, what she... What is she exactly? What What do you mean, what is she? In the courtroom, is she on the witness stand? The, uh, the... the this the woman with I the headscarf? she's the victim? She's, yeah. she's one of the uh, ex-girlfriends in the jury, I believe. No, she she's not, though. Oh, she's, she's, oh, she's not. She's the person... I think she's the, I think she's uh, the, the victim in the trial or... It's not a civil trial, is it? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, what's the legality around this? Can you see someone for being Here's my asshole? note on this sketch. Is it a civil trial? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it for damages or jail time? <laughs> what? It actually made me I laugh. Liked, uh, right, go ahead, Nick. Well, I liked when she said, uh, with when he said, with various good excuses at some point. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure exactly what that was in response to because i don't well i even liked the... at the very beginning Next. uh okay okay let's get this one going <laughs> like is that is that uh like a canadian kind of thing or is that uh, that was a sort of a weird joke right i mean it didn't get a laugh but i kind of laughed at it i thought it was funny how casual he is and just say let's get this one going from from the judge you're talking about yeah yeah the very first line you, you guys pretty, didn't, that seemed to like me. a totally straight line to you guys yeah, it just seemed like something a judge would, would say to me. What do you think of me? Did that jump out to you? No, not really. All right. I, yeah. I only took a few notes on this one. <laughs> well, it was a blackout, so we didn't need to take that. Yeah. Not a blackout. <laughs> mini sketch. Okay, thanks. Um, uh, and then we have the... <laughs> Then There's we have the a first... lot of sketches in here that we just both responded uh, to screenshots of different sketches. <laughs> well, we have the, f the first cop runner. I'm just going to play a, a clip from one of the... Th I think there are three cop runners. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll watch a little bit from the second one. 
Calling all units. 211 in progress. Robbery in progress. Design in Wellington. Car 212 response. Let's move out. <laughs> Wait. It's a nice day. It's only a couple blocks away. You want to walk? Yeah. Let's move out. <laughs> That was my favorite of these cop runners. Are you guys warming up to the cops? How, how are you feeling on the co- about the cops? I still find them a little annoying. I mean, I guess I'm just not that into the cop character personally, but because it's played um, out, I, or you never were. Or... I I don't know. I'm just like sick of cops. <laughs> I don't want to know about them or think about them. I just want them to go away. Um, but this was made, you know, many many years ago, and the cop is a mainstay of comedic. Cops were cool. Um, yeah, Robocop. Well, I think that, and I think this was, yeah, and I think this was like specifically a parody of the TV show Cops, which would have been like only on the air for a year or so at this point. You think this is a parody of regular Cops, the show? Well, how so, Nick? Maybe not a, maybe not a parody, but I think it's it's supposed to look like it with the oh, uh, because of like the copy on the screen at the beginning, like the oh, police yeah, department, the, uh, the, the logo, sort of. I guess, least, yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe and a little the, bit. And the, and the timestamps, it it, it, uh, it just remind, reminds me of the way that the cops TV show looks. I really like this one uh, uh, because it kind of reminded me of a very kind of like, I think what they are going for in general, this kind of like, I don't know, almost Seinfeldy, like Larry David, kind of like banal, just, you know, everyday, like small talk stuff. And this idea of like, you want to walk? It's a nice day. Like, let's walk. Come on, you want to walk? Like, I feel like that's a Seinfeld type of dialogue scene. Um yeah. And it just made me laugh. And I feel like in comparison to the others, you know, uh, there was the one talking about the house, like figuring out what the value was on the house that they were, you know, surrounding. Um, that kind of felt lukewarm to me. And then the other one, I guess, with the lock, the keys in the car, that also felt lukewarm to me. I, I feel like they try to go with this laid back kind of casual vibe. And it's an interesting idea, but sometimes it leads to non jokes. Like a lot of these run- cop runners are just like, kind of like you said, Nick, last time when we first saw them, it was like, well, they're, you know, <laughs> they're in cop uniform, so we might as well shoot a bunch of cop runners. It's like, y- you get that feeling <laughs> when you're watching them. It's like, they, they, they don't, they don't seem uh, as crafted as most of their stuff. Um, Jared, would you admit that this is a blackout sketch? admit it <laughs> i would admit that it's i mean it's a runner and it's yes a runner of blackouts sure mm-hmm. yes it's i'll i'll admit it i'll come clean um i don't like it but i will and, and while you're talking I, w- I wasn't listening but while you're talking i, I was starting to think <laughs> i guess i guess these guys are kind of parodies of dragnet huh like they they kind of talk like joe friday uh yeah i mean I it doesn't that really more read... than the tv show cops yeah it doesn't read as a specific parody really of anything it feels like a very kind of generic we're doing our own police department thing it doesn't feel like they're picking out a show to me i mean maybe just you know references from every cop thing they've ever seen but i don't i don't i didn't get this i I feel like the i feel like the demeanor of the of the characters is kind of a a, a dragnet show friday thing and then the kind of presentation is kind of a cops thing but it does yeah, you're right. It's it can be it's whatever. It's a bunch of different. It's a pastiche, I guess. This bumper uh, before going into the Buddy Cole sketch. Um, you know, I I feel like this season 
they're making these a little bit more interesting and they're kind of catching my attention and I'm kind of into it. I, they, they feel like genuine behind the scenes moments. I don't know if you can, um, you know, confirm or, or deny that Nick. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. But it feels like it's cool. Like we get to see them out on the street. It feels like they're on set or something like, you know, like uh, McKinney's holding a coffee and kind of like looks embarrassed that he's in, on camera. Like it's just a lot better to me than the first season. I think again, extending to the intro, they seem to be moving away from just like we're like grungy kids in Canada. Look a dumpster, like uh. And now it's like oh, they actually feel like I don't know. Maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit more, but I think they have more confidence to, you know, they either show that uh, the writer that uh, Bellini, you know, like they'll show him in those, or they'll show themselves, or like I just feel like as, you know, a, 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 if you're a fan of the show, um, it's just a little more engaging and exciting than the first season. I don't know if anyone agrees. Just wanted to put that out there. I think they're definitely more stylish, and I think also more self-aware of themselves as public people, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's even a sketch in this later on that kind of acknowledges that, which we'll get to. But I guess... that one's kind of shot like those interstitials, too, right? It's black and white. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anyway, Buddy Cole. What were you going to say to me? I guess guess what? Um, I was going to say, I think, you know, their first season... I have no idea what it feels like to be a TV star with multiple seasons, but, uh, you know, they kind of made, were making this transition from being these kind of famous on-stage performers to being more widely recognized, and I'm sure it takes a little while to grow into that uh, For sure. yeah. dynamic. Well, let's watch a little bit from Prisons, uh, Buddy Cole monologue, where he's in prison, and he's wearing, like, a classic... A uh, striped prison jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, he's drinking a tin. About six tin months Martini ago, glass. on my birthday, none of your business. <laughs> Some of my straight friends took me to one of those places where chorus boys lip sync songs by famous ladies for tourists. <laughs> the evening was a disaster from the get go. We had the best table in the house. The place was filled with men in big steel suits and women in Jacqueline Smith fashions from Kmart. Um, yeah, I, I just played the clip from the very beginning of the, of the sketch. I don't understand a lot of what he's talking about. I was about. just about to say, I, I, Nick, I imagined when I was watching this, I imagined you as a kid watching these because you always talk about how <laughs> yeah. like you could barely understand what was going on. I just imagined little Nick watching this going like, um, ha ha ha, what? Wanting to love I really it but didn't, having no sense. I really didn't like Buddy Cole happening. when I was a kid I could, mm. just because I didn't understand what he was talking about at all. Like right. now I have a, some understanding, but this the opening for this one, I'm... Not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> chorus boys sing songs? I'm pretty sure he's, he's making fun of drag shows, like a drag brunch. That's my takeaway. <laughs> they talked about drag shows later, and I guess, so I guess that is what he was describing there. Yeah. But I, I think I he's just sort of like making, were, what? I didn't even know drag shows were something like that mainstream back then, back in 1990, like something. Drag that, like, shows like, have been around for a really or. long time. Um, yeah, if you figure, I mean, yeah. even RuPaul has like been heavily in popular culture since i guess the 80s right like or yeah. maybe even the late 90s 70s. or 80s i'm not sure when yeah late 70s really wow i think so wow, how uh, old is rupaul actually kind of <laughs> old um I never say that to her face but um no yeah definitely not. i think uh yeah up there um older than you'd think but i don't know if that corresponds you know exactly with how 
popular drag culture was or whatever, but I'm sure that uh, Thompson was, you know, pretty steeped in it. And I, I'm sure he enjoyed the fact that people like you <laughs> and me <laughs> were kind of would be watching this and going like, what, what? you know, like I, I think it's kind of intentionally a little bit esoteric. Well, I, that's what I would think, except that he was saying that, like, this is something the tourists went to and they were wearing like Kmart fashion. Uh, it, it, yeah. Anyway, what did you guys think of this monologue overall? I think there are parts of it that made me laugh, but it kind of took a weird direction. <laughs> it's like, um, right. I thought it was so funny when he like was like, I smiled, but without my eyes. And it made me think of like Tara Banks <laughs> and America's Next Top Model. I don't know if you two ever watched I, it. I have smizing. Yes, it's the opposite of smizing. Right, inverse <laughs> it's smizing. Like, it's an inverse smize. <laughs> the demonstration of that was really good, too. Like, yeah, very it was, funny. I was like, oh, yeah, he is smiling. I noted <laughs> that, that, like, physical humor-wise, you know, like, they, they don't have a lot of it in Kids in the Hall. I mean, they have their moments, certainly. Um, but that just struck me as one that was really great. I agree. That moment, that face was very, very funny. Yeah. Did um, you guys notice when he was talking about this... Uh, uh, hallucination or acid trip or whatever it was maybe it was mushrooms i forget but whatever it was they had like surf rock playing in the background i guess it was a live band playing it was like okay i guess they wanted like trippy music playing in the background but you can't really get all that trippy with the surf rock music that they're playing um yeah he was saying his acid kicked in right as he smiled oh that's right yeah Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just too taken by the visuals to notice the music. She was killed instantly. (laughs) But it didn't seem to affect her act one bit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Miss Peggy Lee kept right on singing. Yeah, I, I really feel I'm like does Scott Thompson really hate drag shows it's kind of like I feel like you're not allowed to shit on drag shows anymore really because they're just such a massive part of the culture and yeah. so beloved and it's like become this huge thing in a very different way but he's basically just like sort of saying this is stupid everyone's just lip syncing <laughs> I just think it's like a, a perspective you would never hear anyone say now unless they wanted to be run out of town <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like funny to hear of- him say it yeah, and the way he was describing it, it seemed like it seemed like something that he did not want to go to, and that like lame tourists go to, right? Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys like this? Uh, you know, him describing sex and the guy saying to him, "Like you might as well. You got no choice." Like the romance. <laughs> you mean do we like the rape jokes? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> Well, there were I mean, there were rape jokes and there were rape jokes, right? Like there was I think the one where he says like he pretends to rape me and he rapes me. Like that's that's an obvious but like I don't know, I guess well, I guess they're all rape jokes. What am I saying? Why am I trying to qualify this? This is stupid. You're right, yes, the rape jokes. Guess, Did you like the rape? I guess rape in one joke? of the jokes they use the word rape and in one they don't, yeah. so I understand. Actually, the May, uh rape jokes need the word rape. <laughs> it's that's the like only way that concept can like, be communicated. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where if if you if Scott Thompson weren't a gay man this would that would be very like uncomfortable to, to have him like i think it would now but honestly until pretty recently and even now people make prison rape jokes in a way that's like so casual that it's pretty oh for <laughs> sure disgusting it's like you know yeah. i think it's like homophobia and stuff all wrapped into it so i guess it's a little different coming from thompson but i also feel like a straight man could have made this joke and people would have laughed at this especially in the 90s you know oh yeah definitely like... in the 90s but but I, I what i what i was struck by was just like it was kind of implying that 
Uh, basically, a, a gay guy can't be raped because he he wants it. Like that seemed to be like the <laughs> is that what you thought he was applying? I thought it was more specific to Buddy Cole that he has this particular sexual he, fetish. He I is didn't a really sexual deviant. I mean that that kind he of is, is a his sexual deviant. <laughs> yeah. So I I took it to mean that Buddy Cole specifically has this fantasy and is uh, you know making the best out of a bad situation. I did not think he was saying all gay men. <laughs> no, that's true. I, yeah, he, he definitely wasn't saying all gay men but yeah it, it yeah no you, you're right uh but <laughs> me and nick struck out on this I, one <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know no no you're right though you're right this. i mean i can right. see someone being totally offended and grossed out by this i thought you know just kind of absurd and also contextually different is this now. is this hat supposed to be something like is this is this supposed yeah, to map on to a, like a prison, <laughs> like those little caps maybe that sometimes like you'll see in Shawshank Redemption, like old school prisoner, like is that and then it's they're mapping onto that? It must be. It's it just the whole thing is so old school, like you said, Nick, at the top, like a classic striped thing. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't know. Did they have orange jumpsuits at the time that they made this? It just feels like a like a where oh, brother, where art thou like a specifically vintage uh costume choice yeah i think it's intentionally made to look like uh cartoonish or like yeah from from like the 50s or whatever Mm. yeah it's i mean it's kind of literally hat on a hat for me the the hat (laughs) because it's like you're doing an old school costume and then you're doing a take on the old school costume (laughs) <laughs> like i have to well, yeah 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 i don't know it, it's a feather on a hat <laughs> well i just i did think his cross and his and his martini glass were both such great props um he maybe went went one piece uh too far here well let's take a look at another we have a, our second recurring no actually these are our third set of recurring characters we had the cops already and then we had uh buddy cole and now we have the sizzler sisters Oh God, these guys! Wow, I mean, so yeah. let's yeah. All right. There's a lot of unlikable characters in this episode. Recurring <laughs> and the, recurring called, unlikable characters. <laughs> this one's called Sizzler in the Bank, and let's watch a little bit from it. Where's the manager? I'm the manager. <laughs> All right, how much money do you want? We don't want any money, Dan. We want to deposit $110. And we want to do it now! We'd like to put $90 into our checking account and $20 into our personal savings. I thought that little twist was kind of fun. That they were just trying to deposit money. Um, I don't know. I mean, there was twists on everything, right? Like, literally anything that yes. happened was like, actually, we're doing this. Because we're crazy. I mean, I... I yeah, I my, I mean, the beat that I liked was the shoes thing. That really made me laugh, where they said, take off your shoes, and then, uh, you know, Foley's going, mix them up. Now mix them up. <laughs> that that I thought, love. yeah. And uh, But honestly, nothing else really was able to gain any momentum for me in this sketch because of the same reason the last time they did it. It's just they're crazy, and there's no real reason why. I mean, they're, they're yeah. just crazy to be crazy, and I feel like it breaks the... <laughs> that are the only rules I feel like actually should be a rule in sketch comedy is uh, yeah. can't be crazy for the sake of being crazy. I think I can handle someone being crazy when it's actually funny, but once again, it's like they're overuse of the word pricks for no reason. Like <laughs> the the weird intonation of their voices, like it's very unappealing and not amusing, even without 
there being a justification for their behavior. But there were a couple like nice moments in it that I did like. I like when they forced the two people to fall in love. They're like, you fall in love with her. <laughs> and there's like a moment where the people kind of like do fall in love. And then I also liked at the end when um, Dave Foley shot him. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> yeah. I did think good. that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was just going to say Kids in the Hall. I, I forgot to mention Kids in the Hall just announced that they're that somebody somebody made a documentary about them called the kids and all the comedy punks uh it's playing south by southwest and it was also picked up by amazon uh and so they announced it on their twitter they by like retweeting this thing and uh oh i i, I guess i didn't realize it was also based on the uh the biography i've been reading from uh one one dumb guy by paul Myers. but uh when they announced it they they retweeted it and they, they quote tweeted it and said big news pricks so they're still uh, <laughs> coasting on the pricks thing from wow. Jerry, from the Sizzler Sisters. Wow, it's like it's still their maybe. Thing. I mean, what I guess. What is your read on it, Nick? From other um, you know, Kids in the Hall fans, like when you go to the conventions every year, do you get a sense <laughs> of <laughs> you know this is one of their favorite sketches or what? I've seen them do it live, and people you know people go crazy for it. You know, people yeah. think it, think it's fun when the Sizzler Sisters show up. But I guess when you're look. like a big fan of something, you kind of accept whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> right. If they think it's funny, who am I to say it's not funny? Yeah. Right. It's possible also that people like it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> here, here, here's kind of a similar sketch we're about to talk about that I think actually works. Yes. It, 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 this, okay. You don't like this Well, one. so this is the chicken lady. This is the first chicken lady sketch. Uh, of course, first, lady, of recurring course character. characters recurring, of course. One of the most popular recurring characters of wow. all is Chicken Lady. Oh my god! I can't. T- Even I, you when, must be serious, right? I, I'm trying to. When tell Mark your McKinney, joking. when when Mark McKinney made the jump to SNL, uh, he did Chicken Lady on SNL. Even so, Chicken Lady, like we gotta watch Chicken Lady on SNL at some point. I think I think they redid some, or at least one Kids and All sketch. Maybe maybe I'm just misremembering, and maybe they did all new Chicken Lady sketches on SNL, but. I definitely remember that the reaction was not good <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to the SNL show. I mean, which you would expect. Like, there's no way this is playing well on SNL. Uh, but let's watch a little bit from this uh, this clip, little clip from this sketch. Oh, I made you an omelet on account of I figured you might not like bugs. Oh, thank you. Tuck in. Foley, very weird in this sketch. Foley is weird? I thought so. Like... Like, ah, good. Of course it's good. Because mm. they're fresh, straight out of my body and onto your plate. I love this deadpan reaction from Dave Foley here, by the way. Well, then he has this. You uh, want to play it a little further and get that that great uh, scream that he does. And I, I don't think it's actually that great. I don't know why I said great. I'm kinda, I thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> so he just holds this deadpan reaction for... I think three cuts. He just and I, don't know, I think it, it so I think it was great. I, I do think it's a funny back and forth, but I'm also like, you know, if you go to a date with someone who's half a chicken and they serve you eggs, how could you possibly think <laughs> it's coming from anywhere but their body? Right. I mean, it's like that's the thing that I made him stand omelet. up and scream. It's like yeah. obviously. Also, who the fuck makes you an omelet for a, a dinner? 
Well, Take she's obviously a very weird person. I mean, she or very, <laughs> she, she is half a bird. You're right. She if you notice, to me, I mean, a very weird. She was person. eating worms. <laughs> um, wait, so I mean, you when as soon as she gave him the omelet, you you knew where it was going. Of course. What the hell else would it be? I would never touch eggs served to me by someone who's half chicken. By a chicken lady. Hmm, interesting. Jared, yeah. that. Jared um, when you when you saw the omelet, you thought did you yes, have course, the same reaction? No, of course, of course. No, I knew it was from the chicken's eggs. Um, but this sketch, I mean, it's interesting. So, Amay, you did not like this sketch. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Well, I just find it really repulsive. Like it's like she like the character itself is so disgusting and <laughs> and unappealing and off-putting. And I know that's very on purpose, but it just like it gets worse. It too. makes me shudder. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of so, like the details in this one. Is that's what kind of like, I don't know, spoke to me. Because I agree with you that the core of it was kind of gross and weird and off-putting. But like the fact that there's all these like half-naked men, like pinup posters all over the apartment made me laugh for some reason. And I feel like the, uh, some of the lines, like chicken lady saying, I love life, I love life. That really made me like, <laughs> uh, so I thought, I, th- I think happened? he, I really like the way he, performs chicken lady too i think he's it's, it is re- repulsive but it's uh it's very well done <laughs> a very well done there was one version point of what a half where woman the chick- half chicken might be the, the she uh had some like sort of like uh phrasing or, or or like rhyme that like sounded as if we were supposed to know what she was talking about she went like scrubble and rubs scrubble and rubs i love to eat my rubble and scrubs <laughs> What, what do you I, I sometimes I couldn't even understand what she was doing or saying, but it I, I felt like the commitment was there and I thought that uh what I didn't like it was the very beginning. I thought the Thompson thing, like that should have been cut from the beginning and the end, like where he sees Foley and is like, ugh, like skeeved out that I guess someone is going into Chicken Lady's apartment because he's used to it, but it was just like, why? Like what <laughs> I think they just skeeved out by chicken lady in general, not that somebody's going in there. Sure. I mean, she's well, a half they chicken. Just, like half they know. Women. I thought it was funny in the first beginning part where they did it because it's like they know someone really weird is living in that apartment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I don't know. Um, the sketch. I... Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. No. No. I got nothing. Uh, I was going to say that the sketch reminded me of a question that I used to ask people. Which is like, if you were dating somebody in a long-term relationship, a woman, and they walked into your room, and they squatted, and they pushed an egg out of their vagina, would you laugh, or would you be grossed out? <laughs> if a real I mean, human woman yeah, just squatted and like laid an egg, essentially? <laughs> yes, but it's like, she put the egg up there. She's oh, it's all, this is not real. It's so, She just put a real egg in there just to have it come out yes. and then like, like see how joke. I'd react. But would you oh, think it joke. was funny? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if it was as a joke, I, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd laugh. Sure. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> shame a person for telling a joke. I mean. Telling? I don't know if that's telling. <laughs> well, it's showing it's more a like joke. showing. showing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better to show and not tell. That's a, that's a screenwriting principle, so I'd respect it. I mean, I'd definitely be grossed out. <laughs> Maybe not even grossed out. Maybe just weirded out. Like, what the fuck? I mean, it'd be weird, but I'm assuming there's <laughs> Would some... you break up with her, Nick? Um, it depends on how how well I knew her, maybe, I guess. If it were, like, a new relationship, uh, 
probably. Is she <laughs> yeah, doing <I'm> like... <laughs> a, is she doing other chicken things in general, Amay, or no, is this a one time deal? Just, it was like a big swing, just trying to do a little prop humor. <laughs> See that I respect. I got I, I I thank her for the for the for the effort. And I probably, you know, genuinely laugh. Someone puts an egg up there, that's again, commitment. That's what I'm that's what we're talking about here. Okay. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Let's watch a little bit from this next sketch called Drugs Are Bad, shot in black and white, uh, much like the interstitials. Um, so Kevin, basically Kevin McDonald gets, tries to get a couple of drug dealers arrested. Thanks, Mr. McDonald. No problem, officer. Hi, I'm Kevin McDonald, the kids in the hall, reminding all you kids out there that thinking is good, drugs are bad. You know, when I first read the novel 1984, I actually agreed with several Big Brother's theories and thought that he got a bum rap. Now that means calling the cops and your parents after they have a pot party. So be it. I've done that. And I think I'm the better for it. Um, yeah, this was just like a, a silly premise, pretty short, that I thought worked. What did you guys think? Yeah, Kevin McDonald is a narc. I can see that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I wonder, Nick, uh, you know, are they kind of like druggy type guys? Like, do you think they're smoking? Like, do they have the kind of 70s SNL vibe? Because to me, they, they don't. They're, they they seem very, uh, I don't know, maybe Thompson, but like the rest of them feel pretty straight laced. Is that fair to say? I think they probably all s- smoke weed, at least. Uh-huh. Or at least back yeah, then. Yeah, Bruce McCullough smoked seems weed. like he smokes weed. Oh, yeah, that's I think they, that's I, true. I mean, I think they probably all do. <laughs> Should we go down the line and say which yeah, ones do like, drugs and which ones don't, exactly. based off of pure speculation? <laughs> I mean, as far as like cocaine, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Scott Thompson. Does I mean, definitely co- Dave cocaine. Foley, Dave Foley, and Mark McKinney. Foley, I think. See, he strikes me as as a clean guy. He's a closet. He's a closet drug user. I think. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. McKinney <laughs> McKinney strikes me also as someone who is clean and would be kind of like pompous about it and high and mighty about like no the fact he's, that he needs he's to be an actor he's, a, he's like a you know a theater kid no i know but i just out of all of them seems the most serious to me like you know when you talk about him like talking thinking about his monologues and the way he comes up with these pieces of like i just try to live in the character and see what comes out sort of thing like he just strikes me as a more of an actor's actory like a pretentious vibe where he would think no, they all I'm, smoke again, weed too. Jared. All these actors, actors. All these actors, actors smoke weed. <laughs> oh man, I, I think I think smoking weed is like part of being an actor. <laughs> what about I hash? I cannot get my acting on unless I've smoked some weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's the only way I can pretend. Oh, uh, that's speak- true. They were selling ha- hash, I guess, which is not the same as weed. I don't. I've never quite understood what the, exactly the difference is. No, I don't um, think I know either. I don't know either, really. I mean, I guess we could look it up. Or listeners, if you smoke hash, <laughs> write into us, and we will not turn you in. Yeah, we won't McDonald you. <laughs> um, yeah. Who Who are these other actors? Who are the hash dealers? I I tried to find a uh, I tried to find it on IMDb, and I I couldn't. I they weren't listed. Oh wait, I, hey. I I found. I think I found. The inspiration for this sketch in the uh, in the biography. Go okay, okay. So go. <laughs> uh, leaving the Saint their Saint Nicholas Street office, a drug dealer approached McDonald in the side alley, and the interaction inspired 
a third yet a third scene he asked me if i wanted to buy some hash says mcdonald and i said i didn't then he said hey aren't you that guy on the tv show and i said yes i am thank you but as i walked away feeling flattered i had the thought that it would be really funny if i called the cops on him i ran back to the office and wrote up drugs are bad so it was just one of those magic days when the sketches rained down from the comedy gods fully formed hmm. uh so it is so literally what happened something to him. happened to him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me he like was, it a lot less. He got the idea from a literal thing that happened. <laughs> what if what just happened happens? Uh, yeah. Well, I thought this, like, it almost kind of explains the clumsy and clunkiness of a sketch. I feel like sometimes when you try to do that, at least for me, um, you think, like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm just going to write straight up what happened. I've done that before where, like, something really funny happens to me. I had this thing at a uh, a uh, sports bar, and there was, like, a big bucket of wings uh, on, you know, like, right by all the drinks. And it was so big that, to me, it felt like, oh, this is something, like, it's, like, you know, a big football game. They're, like, they're, like there's just wings out. Like, it's for people. It makes no sense, my, my thought process. But I was like, oh, there's wings for everybody. And so I reached over and took a wing, and a guy looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Are these not for everyone? He was like, no, we bought these. What is wrong with you? And I felt very embarrassed. And I was like, what a crazy, precarious, humorous situation. I'm going to go back and write exactly the sketch. Put it up on Maud Night. It didn't do well. It was, it was poorly received, uh, shockingly. And I don't know. Do you guys Have you guys tried to write? I mean, I know, May, you're writing. <laughs> you just wrote a book about your life. So it's probably yeah, but like horrible. If you... <laughs> I mean, do you find uh, with sketches or my, comedy? I I mean, when you're literally transcribing, does it? I would say all of my wait, like most, what? pretty much most of my favorite sketches that I've written were uh, based on something that actually happened to me. Like based one time, on, I showed right. up to one time I showed up to a potluck, and I happened to have these two guitars I was trying to get rid of because my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was moving, and he's like, "Hey, can you get rid of these? Do you want these guitars, or can you give them to somebody?" So I showed up to this potluck and was just like giving people guitars. And it was basically like I came to the pilot instead of bringing food. I brought two guitars and I wrote a sketch about that and it did pretty well. And I thought it was funny, but okay. I'm sorry. May, did I cut you off? Well, I wasn't really sure what the exact question was. So the question is when you're writing uh, like a bit of comedy that's based off a of real life experience and you're doing it like McDonald did here where you're barely changing any details. I mean, do you find I, don't think I really write sketches like that mm-hmm. because I don't think. My life is that amusing, so it's like has to be an exaggerated thing. I don't know. I also just tend to write a lot of sketches that take place in like alternate realities or fantasy worlds. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But I haven't really written a lot of sketches in a long time. Maybe I should start again and see if I'm inspired. Yeah. Now's the time for to do some live comedy, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to <laughs> clean sheets. Yeah. Clean sheets, a mug of frosty brew on a hot day. These have got to be life's greatest moments. Of course, the big dump is pretty good. <laughs> Nothing beats a long dump in the morning just before you go to work. Yeah, the 20-minute dump in the morning is a slice of heaven. I really enjoyed that. Uh... Yeah, the last beat really made me laugh, and uh, I did like the length of this one. Another mini sketch, dare I say. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I like the end a lot, and uh, that's all I got to say about this. 
I made you like it? Yeah, I like the sketch too. I it did make me think about how long it takes to take a shit. I feel like guys take a long time in the shit. Mm. It's like a thing uh, in pop culture where you're like on the toilet for a long time. I mean, for me, I'm in and out. Like it happens and I'm done. <laughs> I know there's the, the, the I can't, there's been some discourse uh, about this subject where people and, and and particularly men I feel like like to use that time to reflect and 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 just kind of take mm. a moment. But I think the science actually says that the longer you take a shit uh the worse it is for you it's actually better to only shit for yeah, like it's bad for your butthole because you can turn right. it inside out if you're well, there too long sure <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like... of course anything could happen um <laughs> but at the very least yeah no i think it's bad for your i don't know sphincter or shitting or whatever um yeah but so how wait can you control the speed of of your shitting? Well, you can no, control how much time you want to take on there, you know, and if you're just kind of sitting there waiting for everything to come out slowly but surely, you know, I think you should, you know, have be a man on a mission. You go down, you sit, you shit, you flush, you leave. It should be about a minute start to finish. I think that if it's taking you that long to poop, it means you're not getting enough fiber in your diet or, like, exercise. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of just need a little... Now, now I'm I'm a hypocrite. I mean, I sit on that thing all day, so so I I, I shouldn't really? be doing that. Um, but this is just what I've heard. Um, I I tend to like to bring the laptop in there. This is just uh, a <laughs> just a, just just letting you guys know in case you never need to borrow my computer. I do bring it into the bathroom. Are you sometimes. in there right now? <laughs> well, <laughs> my camera's off, so I I one could uh, actually yes assume that I did bring it into the toilet. I'm sitting on there now. Um, no, I'm not in there now, but I, I, I do like to work on the toilet. I feel like I get good work done on the toilet. Is that? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. But, uh, you're it's a problem. About. They're, they're who, yeah, I am who they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I'm not okay. a big morning shitter. Do you guys shit in the morning? Yeah, usually. Um. After breakfast. <laughs> After breakfast, wow! So you just eat it and then poop it right out. <laughs> I think it's from the day before and like making your room for breakfast. I could not imagine anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> like walking or in their car or doing whatever they're doing. Three assholes. Yeah, I like the shit. I guess. When do you shit? Well, oh boy, let's move on. You're right, Nick. Let's move on. Oh, this this ties everything together, huh? They kind of tie into each other. Oh, the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your Honor, did it ever occur to you that the defendant might have been lying? Well, Mr. District Attorney, no. No, that never occurred to me. But we have seven eyewitnesses. His prints were all over the murder weapon. His shirt was soaked with the victim's blood. As a matter of well, maybe I'm just not as cynical as you are. <laughs> that young man says he's not guilty. I'm afraid that's good enough for me. Yeah, I, I remember watching this when I was a kid, and I thought it was funny then. And I still think it's funny now. It's, it's also it uh, <laughs> strikes me as very Canadian. This uh, very trusting judge. Well, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I thought it was funny how they comment on Buddy Cole's monologues because I think it kind of reflected uh, honest jealousy that they yeah. have. Like, <laughs> I like this critique because you don't really like hear critiques of the other people's stuff within the mm. show. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and obviously Buddy Cole's so popular. So I guess yeah. so, right? I mean, it struck me as slightly self-indulgent like early in the second season to have like some jokes about like their own show. I mean, I guess they've been doing that, but 
I don't know, something about, <laughs> I really love your monologues and like, I, it must've been rating really well, right? I mean, this, you know, McDonald's has this sketch about, you know, someone who recognized him on the street <laughs> or whatever. It, it, it feels like it's, uh, you can sense them success- sensing that the show is being is successful. Yeah. But I, I think even like there was a question of whether it would even be renewed for a second season. So I don't think it was a runaway success, but I'm, but you know, they were on excited that there was CBC in Canada. Least. So I'm sure like, I'm sure they were recognized all the time because they were on like, you know, basically broadcast TV up there. Uh, but right. Well, it's cool. Like you don't see a lot of those kinds of jokes either on, you know, whatever SNL or mad TV or even like key and peel and modern stuff. Like they don't, you know, they have their recurring characters that they get really into, but there's hardly ever any crossover where like characters come into other sketches. And I guess there's not really callbacks either in most of those sketch shows in the traditional sense. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like I liked I just, how they, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked how they tied, tried to tie in as many elements of the previous scenes as they could. And was it, was they fully the judge in yeah. that first scene too? Uh, no, uh, I think Thompson was, right? I mean, the entire episode is like very carceral. It's a lot of police, a lot of judgment, a lot of jail. Oh, yeah. Even the Sizzler sisters. (laughs) They did have a theme, yeah. I think they do have these passive themes kind of throughout, I feel like I'm noticing. Is that only? Yeah, I think the the only one that doesn't kind of hit that theme is the uh, the chicken lady sketch. Bird lady. Mm. She's in a prison of her own making. Or society, hard to say. I, I one thing about the chicken lady I didn't say is that I think it's like a uh, interesting choice to just make her incredibly horny. Like <laughs> they they want her to like just be very very horny, but also like the joke is no one will have sex with her. Right. I don't know. It's really need weird. to get laid. Need to get laid. Well, yeah. I was reading about the inspiration. Like so, originally the chicken lady was just like a throw something that one of was mentioned. It's like a throwaway thing in one of Kevin McDonald's sketches. Where he was playing a, a freak, uh, that uh, I forget what what his freakish thing was, but it was something very mundane. Hmm. Uh, and uh, at the freak show, he refused to do it because he had too much self respect. I think it was something like eating chocolate. He's like, "I'm not going to eat chocolate." If you if you want to see a freak do something, go see the chicken lady. She's uh, she's so desperate, she'll uh, shit out an egg any any time somebody asks her to. Uh, and then they were like, "Well, we should see the chicken lady." So then they. Did like a brief cutaway to that this is all in their live show and then uh yeah that's where it was kind of born this idea that she's like a desperate needy freak show performer so i guess that kind of like translated to her also being desperate for love or at least for sex mm-hmm. <laughs> uh jerry do you want to sing that song of yours Sure I do. Sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. Come on down. It's the sketch of the app. <laughs> Come on Bye. down. So are we supposed to be like moving? We're supposed to like yeah. in our heads we're coming somewhere. We're coming down. I think, yeah. right. Anybody who wasn't paying attention for the first 45 minutes, come on down. We're going to tell you... <laughs> the best sketch or just come on down from the excitement of watching this show <laughs> that's right settle down stop yelling it's the sketch of the app well you know <laughs> this was a sketch that i didn't like very much when i was a when i was a boy and it's it's one that uh that you guys didn't like at all or didn't like very much <laughs> this time around or at least Amay didn't i guess jared kind of liked it but I, I think it's the chicken lady i think the chicken lady is a at least this first sketch is is very well done, and I love Dave's Dave Foley's reactions, 
and the way he played his character and then yeah just the chicken lady performance is, is awesome i think and it's just uh it's i think it's maybe all we ever need to see of the chicken lady perhaps but i i really enjoyed it how about you jared I, I, well i i, I mean i I feel like I'm I'm gonna say it's uh it's it's Chicken Lady by process of elimination. I mean I I like Chicken Lady. I didn't love Chicken Lady. Um, Buddy Cole. I feel like there's been better Buddy Coles. The you know it was a one out of three uh, hit rate on the Cop Runner Sizzler Sisters. I really don't like uh, Hash Dealers. Didn't like Clean. Oh, you know what? Clean Sheets. I'm gonna give it to Clean Sheets. I like that one. Um, just really kind of condensed, uh, really well-performed, funny, um, got us going on that whole thing about when we shit and how we shit. So I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> to it for that reason alone. Um, yeah, clean sheets. How about you, May? Hmm. I think for me, it's the opener. I thought it was the hmm. clearest and it made me laugh. And I like the reveal of the woman suing him for being an asshole. So <laughs> that part was really fun. <laughs> Okay, so we, we, we all like different sketches from the episode. Isn't it yeah, fun when no that happens? Consensus. Yes, I like that too. It is fun, although I feel like it's a bit of an indicator that the episode was weak. Is Full that of fair? great stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, only because like... I, I liked, I liked all, weak, all, but there all the sketches. I liked all the sketches that you guys mentioned. But yeah, it, but, it, but I can see, yeah, maybe there's no clear gr- best sketch, I guess, mm. right? No clear yeah. like awesome sketch. Yeah, it that... was a very themed episode. Everything was kind of connected. Yeah, right. I like the full circleness of the of the courtroom scenes, the beginning and close. I, I thought that was fun, and the callback uh, didn't feel forced or anything. And that that was a good decision. I think it would have been cool to have the same judge in both sketches, and maybe also to have Bruce's character from the first scene show up in that final scene somehow. Yeah, I guess but, they uh, needed Buddy Cole, and they maybe didn't think ahead or something, or I don't know why they didn't just make Foley the judge in the first one, but maybe they just shot that first. I don't, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, well, hey, do you guys have anything else to say? Or should we wrap it up? No, it was just great spending time with you guys, as always. You too, Amay. Hey, Amay's Absolutely. book is coming out pretty soon. The Lonely Yeah, Hunter. I Woo! mean the U- yeah the UK version was out released today, and the American edition's out next week. So it's exciting time. By the time you listen to this, I'm sure It'll it's be just available. A few more days. Go out there <laughs> on Amazon. I mean, or local bookstores. I, I assume would go be to right. your local bookstore. Jesus Come on. Christ. So go to Jeff Bezos's personal website. <laughs> it's called it's jeffbezos.biz. If you pay him through PayPal, <laughs> he'll send you a copy personally. Um, and until very next time, keep crushing, keep crushing those, those heads. heads. <laughs>